Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Graduate Compass and uh, as I'm sure you will know by now the prospect of going off and trying to get yourself a degree is one that is not easy, it's hard, there are challenges along the way but for some people this road is more winding than for others. Today's guest is Ken Fitzgerald and he did a wide variety of degrees before finally getting over the line and it's a very very interesting story I really hope you'll enjoy it it's also a very funny one um I, I really hope you uh, found it as entertaining as I did and with that I think I'm just gonna let Ken tell his own story. <laughs> Welcome to Graduate Compass, the podcast for graduates who haven't quite figured out what their next step is going to be. Ken Fitzgerald, you're very welcome to another episode of Graduate Compass. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ken. Cheers. Can you give me a starting point of what you initially wanted to go to study at school and then kind of top that off with what you're doing now? Yeah, no worries. So um, I suppose when I was in school, I didn't really have a set a set plan, really. There, there was nothing that really stood out that I was I was really good at. I mean, I, I was really good at English. Um, I was really good at English, um, but I didn't necessarily want to be an English teacher or a writer because I wasn't really interested in books. I guess I was kind of interested in journalism. I read a lot of magazines and that. Um, um, I was somewhat good at science objects like physics and chemistry. So when when I was doing my leaving cert, I was kind of like I was I was a bit at a loose end. Really, I did end up getting the points for um chemistry and CIT, which is Cork Institute of Technology. Um, yeah, and I, I was kind of fairly happy with that, and I was set. I was very focused. I was like, oh, I'm going to work in your chemistry, maybe work in one of the power plants in Cork or whatever, you know, very, maybe get a doctorate, all this. But I think I realised about six months into chemistry that it wasn't really for me. Um, and yeah, I finished out the year, but um, yeah, I just, it, I just realised it wasn't really for me. And then I dropped out and I was kind of, I spent the next while kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do the next few months. And I was chatting in between all this. I was chatting to friends of mine. I was really interested in filmmaking. and watched a lot of movies at the time. And um, I thought I got St. St. John's, which is um, another college in Cork. Um, where they were they were doing um where they had a where they had a really good film course. So yeah, I ended I ended up doing that for two years and ended up graduating from that. Now again, into about the second year, I remember I was standing on the street in the cold, holding a boom in the rain at like about eleven o'clock at night. I want to get into the sound side of things. I was holding the boom at eleven o'clock at night in the rain for about four hours for what was going to be a thirty second clip. And I realized this is not what I want to do with my life. So I, I slowly, I, I, I went, right, well, this is terrible because I thought I wanted to do this, but uh, I didn't really have to get up and go for it, if that makes sense. I was just, that, especially sound side of it, I was interested in that. But um, I was kind of like, no, I, I don't want to do this, working late nights and all this. Like, you know, um, you really have to have a passion for it. So I, I did finish the course and then then I ended up working for a bit, kind of working 
I was working in retail for a little bit and that. And then I again I was like, right, I, I was I was really interested in electronics, which I'm still interested in or whatever. Um, and I ended up uh, applying for back in CIT. I ended up applying for electronic engineering. Um, and yeah, I, I I was I got into that. Um, I was delighted again. I was like, right, very focused again. This is what I'm going to do. But got to about Christmas time. And again, I was just like, this isn't for me. Um, it was very mathematical, which I suppose my naivety, I, I didn't expect it to be. I just thought we'd be building robots or something, something really good, which you need, obviously need mathematics for as well. But I just thought it was going to be, you know, pretty simple. I throw a robot together there, you know, but it was a lot more complicated than I anticipated. So I, yeah. Can, can, I, I, can, I, can, I, can I just interrupt you there for a second? Because yeah. no. just, just for people listening, just to let them know, because I, I mute my microphone in between people talking just so that I can let them speak. And I'm so glad I did there yeah. because I literally almost wet myself from laughing <laughs> with that so thank you thank you no sorry worries. continue your no. story keep going yeah 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 no no worries um what was i saying yeah um so yeah i was kind of thought obviously building robots not gonna happen um so i decided so i got to about christmas and it was all yeah, there was a lot. I, I was studying pretty hard in it, but I just couldn't get the grips of Boolean algebra and, and, and the whole lot. Um, and I just got to about Christmas and I was like, oh, bugger. I was like, this is t-. again. I'm like, I'm going to have to I'm going to ha- I'm going to I'm going to have to drop out because I, I just I just no point me continuing continuing this on. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up then leaving and working in mcdonald's and i went working mcdonald's and working in shoe yeah back back working in retail um yeah i was working and working in retail for a bit and then whatever happened i i i ended up um and i ended up losing my job ended up losing my job you know i was in my 20s bit of a reprobate um you know ended up losing my job i didn't really take it too seriously if i'm being completely honest you know i was in my 20s and ended up having to go having to go on the dole um but in a way in a way the dole was somewhat of a lifeline um i ended up moving out of home and i was like right i'm not going to stay on this very long I need to figure out what I need to do. Um, so I ended up doing a FOSS course in cartography, <laughs> the ancient art of cartography, which um, I'm, I'm is... Gonna, um, I'm going to interrupt you there again, because I'm, I'm going to show my own ignorance. Uh, what is that? Yeah, so cartography is the mapping of places. So basically, I did a FOSS course in... Um, yeah, and for those people who don't know, FOSS is like a scheme in Ireland for getting people back to work. And I did the scheme, yeah, I was cartography, was mapping this, um, mapping townlands in Ireland. And again, about a month into that, I was like, no, I thought I thought this was going to be John Pirate maps, but no, it isn't. <laughs> it's just mapping scabby towns in Ireland. So I was, uh, I realized quickly this isn't what I want to do. Um, but so I ended up just looking there was you know as having meetings with the you know job people and stuff and um decided i was going to 
get back to education. I was like one last stab, much to the amusement of my family and everyone else. You know, I was like eternally in college. I think I was about, and it was about maybe 24 at this stage, 23, 24. So I was technically a mature student, although looking back now, <laughs> 23 is quite young, but um, I, yeah, I was technically a mature student and I was just like, right, so back to education was basically, you get your dole money, you know, but you, you go to college and you, you, you educate yourself. And turned out it was the best thing I ever did, really. Um, yeah, I cut a long story short. I ended up going back, studying radio. Um, and uh, that, that went really well. Moved to the UK, got a degree. Um, yeah, I was super, super happy. I was very focused. I knew it was my last attempt, really. Uh, you know had education so I was very focused and got it done and then yeah I moved to London um, where I've been for the past um, coming up to nine years um, and now I'm working in marketing you know sorry if that was a bit long no no it was good it was it was good and I I, I should have uh, I suppose um, known that that there was going to be a lot in that because there are I mean was that five courses you did it's really interesting to hear because like a lot of people that I speak to in this podcast, I ask them why they didn't move and they just, they, they have loads of different, you know, not excuses, but just was reasons why they didn't move for one reason or the other. Why did you do the opposite where you kept moving? Well, I suppose it was, it was kind of lack of options in a way. Well, I suppose really I, I, I didn't want to like get a, get a trade really. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be for me. You know, I didn't think I was going to be a builder and electrician or anything like that. Just, you know, they're great jobs, but just I just didn't think they suited me. Um, so and and I suppose I like the romanticism of being in college and being a student. I think uh, you know I really enjoyed Freshers' Week in that aspect of it. So I got about five or six of them. <laughs> no, I think it was more um, just along the lines of um, I guess I was just just trying to figure out what I want to do. I, uh, you know, with, with the radio thing, in the end, I was always since I was really young. I was always super interested in, um, you know, in, in radio and that, like, you know, um, um, and I always listened to radio and I was massively into music. So, I mean, th- that was the other thing, you know, I, w- I was going to try and do um, a music course to become an engineer because that's my biggest passion. But, um, you know, I, I, I didn't get in at the time because you had to be a very competent musician, which I which I wasn't. Um, but, you know, looking back, I probably should have done that, really. Um, you know, because that, that's what I'm doing now is my hobby and I love it. But yeah, yeah I, I guess I was just moving around because I was like, I need to find something to do because I was like, if I don't, I'm just I don't want to work in retail forever. I don't want to work in a bar. You know, I want I suppose I want to do some something, you know. So I just kept I you know, kept bouncing around. But I think the last time I knew I was like, this is the last chance saloon. I can't keep going back to college. I need to this needs to be it. And I just need to, I need to do it or, or I just find a job, whatever that job may be, you know, it's, Absolutely. you know, it's fine. And, and so, cause there's, there's two parts to your story that, that I think are, 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 um, I think are interesting and I'm hoping the people listening will think are interesting. What the first bit we've just talked about, you know, is that kind of the movement of, of kind of from course to course and trying to find a path, I suppose. And the second one, um, you know, just to kind of fast forward the story a bit, 
is when you you start you know you arrive in London at kind of day one. But just to kind of give people some context in 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 just a couple of sentences, can you tell us a little bit about the job you have now, and then we'll kind of work backwards of how you got there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, no worries. So the job I have now, so I'm working as a retention marketing executive, um, the Confederation of British Industry. So firstly, what a retention marketing executive is. So. I basically I do a lot of um, so the C- Confederation British Industry CBI are a members organization and I do a lot of um, so I would do um, for example a lot of a lot of marketing campaigns to help them retain members and you know just just you know, just different marketing campaigns but I also that's that's what the retention side means but I also focus on you know focus on event marketing you know for conferences trying to get members excited about events that we do and you know bringing new bringing new companies businesses into membership because what the CBI does is they lobby the government for businesses so businesses would sign up sign up to the CBI to represent their in- their interest basically and yeah so it's just a lot of um different marketing campaigns um to help get me- get members and, and and keep members but how i got here is a bit of luck and uh you know a bit of hard work i suppose 50 50 really um you know i think uh, yeah, but before you before you go into yeah. it i'm just 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 wondering yeah. right so when you, you obviously weren't thinking about marketing when you first arrived no London so when you first arrived what was your what was going through your mind because it's so it's so interesting because what the you know the the marketing executive for for um an organization like the one you're working for a lot of students and the graduates would be very impressed that you've got it that's such an incredible job and you've 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 uh you know and rightly so have achieved um amazingly well to get to that level and I'm just wondering like was that the kind of level of job you were aiming at to begin with or where were where was your head? So actually not at all, no. I mean I moved to London with you know, a couple of hundred quid. Um I think no, I think I had about a thousand I think I had a thousand pounds I saved, a thousand euros. I moved to London on the off chance and I was looking for any work. Um I had I had a flat set up with some friends of mine. We had I had a had a place to live. So day one I got there, got there on the Friday settled in over the weekend and then on Monday I was like right I'm focused looking for work and basically I was looking for anything you know I, I would have liked to have worked in the kind of radio side of things but I knew that wasn't plausible really you need money I needed money to live the money I had wasn't going to last me very long rent alone was that was about two months where I would have had two months and I was going home if I didn't find anything so I found a job in um, a, cha- a charity fundraising so charity fundraising, but over the phone, not door to door. It's a company that's actually since gone bust. They got exposed by the Daily Mail, and uh, and and went bust. It was a big big story, but it, it was it was basically yeah, it was charity. It was charity fundraising for various different charities, you know. And and I really really didn't enjoy it. I I was not cut out for it. I was there about a month and it was working a paycheck was week to week. I was working there and I just knew I hated going in every day. I hated making the calls. It was really high pressured sales environment. And I was just like, this isn't for me. 
Um, a decision for me, but I kept going because I needed the money. And then one Monday I was walking into work and the agency rang me and they were like, uh, yeah, Gojen told you not to come in because, you know, my numbers weren't high enough. So I was like, you could have told me this on Friday before I spent all my wages. But, you know, um, it was it was what it was. And then I was like, had a slight bit of a panic. And I went, I remember I was on, went on Gumtree and I was looking at Gumtree. And I saw a job for a media company. Um, I was doing, I, in between this, I was doing a lot of, I did some medical trials and stuff, not not mental medical trials. I don't don't have like four hands or anything, but uh, you know, just like small medical trials to earn a bit of money. Um, and I was kind of, yeah, I was just looking for any work and, you know, I was like, okay, I have a month of sales experience. That's at least something. That's more than I had when I came to London. I can just, I can ham this up if I need to. And I ended up, yeah, we saw this ad for, um, for it was, and it was actually the luckiest thing I ever did. I found an ad for a media company working like um, just on, on a temporary contract, working for a media company, no idea what it was. Did a phone interview and it turned out to be a social media startup um, called Converse Social. And um, yeah, they, they, they built software that helps companies do like customer service through social media channels and yeah they were looking for a salesperson basically to um yeah to like uh, get into the american market so i hammed up on the phone interview that i had loads of sales ex- experience even though i only had a month i worked in retail yeah yeah i've got loads you know selling shoes in mcdonald's and you know but um yeah i really i really hammed it up um and look got, got a face-to-face interview and the second I walked into the office, I was like, I need to work here. It was, if you picture a like London startup, it was really cool. I, I think it was most of us, they had a fruit bowl and that really impressed me. That blew my mind coming from being in a call center. I saw a fruit bowl and I was like, this is amazing. I need to work here. And they had board games as well. Um, so I was like, yeah. And luckily I ended up getting the job and um. I worked there for a year and a half and it was an amazing job, amazing experience. It was my first real proper career job. You know, I never really had odd things in court, but I'm not like a full time career. Um, and I was what? I was like 27, you know, I was, should have really, you know, but I, I was I was so happy. I was just so happy to be getting experience in something. I was I was delighted, you know. Um, and, and can I can I interrupt you there again? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Just because, like, I work with a lot of graduates who are much younger than than twenty seven who are panicking because they don't have experience. So it's so nice and refreshing to hear someone say, "Yeah, I was at twenty seven and I was, you know, just oh, things were figuring it out then." Oh yeah, no, I was I was completely figuring it out. I mean, like I said, I came to London with nothing. I had I had experience in retail. I had experience in retail. I had a few other jobs here and there, like really odd jobs working in Shell Garage and like a few other bits work experience stuff. But I didn't really, you know, conversation. But like that charity fundraising job was even the first. You know, that was first nine to five, really, I'd done. I mean, I worked in a cash and carry in Ireland for like a month as well. Um, but, you know, I didn't really have much work experience. I mean, my CV was padded out with stuff, you know, and I, I was fresh out of college, really. So I was just hoping for anything. I mean, initially, I was looking at loads of admin work, admin jobs. I was like filing anything, data entry, you know, I just wanted to get my foot in the door and this job, 
the good thing about working, there was about 12 people that worked there. And I was able, I was mainly doing sales. So trying to get into the American market. So I was ringing, I was ringing American companies. Like it, it was sales, but it wasn't like charity fundraising. It was, you know, the longer sales, sending emails, um, building up, you know, emails to send to, um, send to CEOs of American companies and stuff. Um, so it was a bit, a bit creative, which I enjoyed. Um, but because it was a startup and there was only 12 people, I was able, to see how the rest of the company work and get involved with other stuff was kind of getting involved in marketing a bit I didn't even really know what marketing was in fact if someone had asked me before then what marketing was I wouldn't have been able to give them an answer really a definitive answer on what it was I might have had an idea but you know I was able to see how a marketing department worked and that was really really useful and I was just trying to get stuck in where I could you know I I was doing the sales and yeah Eventually, I was, I was there for a year and a half, and eventually, I um, it became more and more salesy again. You know, really started to get high pressure because the company was growing. You know, the company was growing, and they needed to grow quickly. And you know, they were looking for sales people that could do that. And you know, I eventually, or maybe maybe even stupidly, I kind of I, I was feeling the pressure quite a lot, and. I just went in on a Monday morning and handed my notice in. And that was looking back now, I'm 35 now, I was a lot braver then. I, you know, I probably wouldn't do that now. You know, the safety net of a job is so nice, especially in COVID times, you know, but can't do this. So you handed your notice. What was your, what was your next step? How did you start kind of moving things forward? So my next step then, yeah. So what I did was handing my notice and, and, uh, you know, in the time I was working in Conference Social, I started doing some stuff for the marketing team. I started writing some content online and stuff because like I was good in English and I, I enjoyed writing and I did a bit of journalism module in college and really enjoyed that. So I was writing some content for them and I was like, right, I am. Um, I think I'm just going to try and get something in marketing. I, I left, got gardening leave, um, which was good. And then I was like, right, I need to find something because I need to pay rent again. Um, you know, and my costs have gone up significantly since living here. I applied for sales roles because I was like, look, that's all I have experience in. You know, maybe the next one will be right. But I was also applying for really low level marketing jobs. That involved quite a bit of a pay cost, like marketing assistance. I'm talking like at least like nine, ten, ten grand pay cost. I applied for a marketing assistant job with this legal publishing company. Luckily, I had a friend of mine who worked there who got me an interview. He managed to get me an interview there. And that was that was a big lifeline as well. Um, and basically, yeah, I met with the hiring manager. Luckily, her husband was Irish and she really liked Irish people, which was very good because I know I was up against a few people. You know, my friend had told me and the hiring manager, she eventually told, subsequently told me uh, a few years later, I was up against a few people who had marketing qualifications or whatever. But I was really passionate about marketing. I was learning quite a bit about it before I you know got in I was like I could see this as a career really I could see this as something I'd be really interested in you know doing marketing campaigns for people and you know you could be creative so I just talked a lot of not a lot of nonsense I just talked myself into the role really and you know I had two interviews and yeah it was legal publishing and events you know your target market solicitors it wasn't the most inspiring company ever but 
I, I remember I was so elated, even though it was a 10 grand pay cut and it was starting as a marketing assistant. I was so delighted to just have a job in marketing because then I knew I was like, right, this is my career now. At least I'm getting some experience. It's like the sales experience, you know. I was like, I can, I can at least if I work here for three months, I can have this experience up. I'll have at least have on the CV in a reference for marketing, you know. Because it, it's 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 a really important moment. You kind of say, right, this is my career now. And I'm just wondering, how long did it take you to kind of get from that point to the job you're in now? What was the kind of experience level you needed or, or kind of the, you know, other kind of experiences that you were able to draw upon to get to that point? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, right, so like, again, because I got this job, I, I was I very much had to learn on the job. I had somewhat said I had more experience than I had but uh, no I mean they knew I didn't really have marketing experience but it was a marketing assistant job you know it, it was very low level but I was very much learning on the job and I was I bought loads of books I was reading articles online I was try, I was literally at more, more spare minutes I was trying to figure out about marketing stuff would come up and I'd just go home and I'd try and figure out how to do it you know what I mean I'd spend a lot I was spending a lot of my spare time trying to figure out stuff and I'm you know reading books about you know luckily the internet's great there's so much information there so I was able to learn stuff quickly and I had you know had a passion to try and learn it um yeah and I think this is it you know it's learning on the job is the best way you know I was working in this company for, I worked in ARC for about a year and a half, gone up to two years. And I just felt like the company, I felt like I was in need of another move, you know. Um, I just felt I got to a point there, there was no real progression there. I wasn't really actively, massively looking for work, but um, a recruiter got in touch with me and sent me the CV across for the CBI. And it was very similar to what I was um to what I was doing. It was event, it was marketing events for business to business. It was, you know, publishing, it was like writing emails, writing emails, sending emails. You know, very quickly in ARC, I tried to establish myself. So within I started as marketing assistant, but within three months in ARC, I got made marketing executive which was amazing. I mean, for me, I didn't think, I, I thought that might take a year or something. And it wasn't so much that I was gifted or anything. It was just, it was a bit of luck really in terms of the marketing exec le- left. And I was managing the email system and it would have been weird if I was training a marketing exec when I could have easily done the role. It wasn't, there wasn't much difference between the two. Um, so yeah, I was delighted with that because it just gave me a lot of, a lot of experience really. And to have that, executive on my cv um yeah and, and and then with the cbi it was it was just a very similar it was a very similar role it was um you know similar yeah like i said event marketing copywriting stuff like that um <clears throat> it was just just for very similar skills i there was one or two others i went for and i even knew as i was going in you know i didn't get them and you know that's rejection by you know i needed to go for them you know there's one for some law firms and i didn't have enough experience um but i kind of knew that at the time you know and and, and i mean it, it's really interesting hearing your journey because there's there's been this kind of 
like theme I think running through it of, of searching do you know there was searching to start for a course and then and then when you got the course and you got the degree or I, I suppose it was a better way of putting it would be there was, you were searching for a way of getting a degree and then once you had the degree it was searching the way of using that degree to get a kind of career and and, and push forward and stuff and th there seems to be a lot of opportunities to learn in that I'm just wondering like bearing in mind the people who are listening to this are people who are you know still trying to figure out their own career path what could you what did you learn from both sections from you know trying to find your own course and from trying to find your own career path afterwards so i think what i learned really is failing is probably important like it, it's all right to like not know what you're going to do i always think you know came out of school at 18 i mean unless you're like really gifted and so well, i don't mean gifted unless you're naturally good at something in school and you know you, you know you might be getting a's in maths or whatever you know you you then then maybe you're going to go towards the math subjects and become a mathematician or a scientist or something like that or geography or you know you know what i mean but i was never really good at had nothing ever really shone out that i was like this is what i need to move towards i mean i put pressure on myself towards the end but i never really put too much pressure on myself i was like look i'm young if this doesn't work out I'll just move on to something else. Do you know what I mean? I was like, if this course doesn't work out, I'll just, I'll, I'll find another one or, or I'll find work or something. I never really put too much pressure on myself. And, you know, I think along the way, I learned what I was good at and I learned what I wasn't good at. You know, I learned definitely that I really was better with kind of creative, kind of stuff being creative, which, you know, marketing, while it is business, while it is business focused, you know, there is a lot of things to do with design and, you know, copywriting and that where I can be creative and and, and, and that's really useful while still, you know, being business, business focused. But um, I, yeah, I think on the, so on the college side, I think it was like, I wasn't too, I wasn't too worried. I was like, I think I'll eventually find my way. And I suppose with the, with the work side of things, um, I suppose what I learned is, I kind of I did enjoy the routine of like working nine to five and I, I knew I, I, I think I kind of once once I got to like once I saw okay marketing as a kind of you know viable I just I think just getting the head down and studying it was you know the most ben most beneficial thing and just going head first and I was like right this is you know, this this now I I I need to get good at this. You know what I mean? Does that answer your question, or was that? It one? does. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, I like to give people at the end of the episode um the chance, and I say this every episode, but I can edit this bit out if you don't. Just the final word, if you anything you wanted to say yourself. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah. Look, I wouldn't put too much pressure on yourself. If it's totally normal to not know what you're gonna do, I honestly I came to I came to London with and I had no idea what I was gonna do. It was on a hope and a prayer I came, and you know I found my way. I think you will, you will eventually find your way, especially if you've got if you've got if you've got a degree behind you in any way. Employers look at that more than experience. You know, like I said, I got marketing jobs over people that had it had it you know college degrees and experience but like they, they do appreciate that you have like a degree and that you can stick something out even if it's not remotely related to what you're doing you know you know my radio degree is a million miles off marketing you know um 
I did end up doing marketing qualification, but that's not how I got the roles. Like, you know, I got the roles through, you know, just just blagging, kind of blagging your way in, in a way. But yeah, I just say, I would just say to people, don't get too stressed. You know, you 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 will you will find a way, even if it's not what you what you thought it was going to be. It does tend to work out, I find. That was Kenneth Fitzgerald, who went a variety of different directions, doing a number of different degrees before finally getting over the line and getting his uh, his degree, and then had another challenge to go and try and figure out his career where he ended up uh, working in the lobbying industry, working as a marketing executive. I think you'd be hard pushed to not listen to Ken's story and not feel some bit of inspiration. I mean, Ken could have given up so many times and he kept trying and he kept going and he kept taking a different angle with it and seeing what he could do in a different direction. Ken's undergraduate journey is quite a good representation actually of what many people's careers are like because by the time he got to the point where he had to decide what he was going to do for a living he had already been through so much he'd already changed tact and changed his route and his style so many times that one more time really didn't matter as someone who works in careers education i'm constantly talking to graduates about how they need to learn from their failures how they need to push themselves how they need to not take it personally when things don't go right how to just kind of roll with the punches sometimes obviously sometimes that's easier said than done and sometimes it's just not possible to do that but most of the time you don't really have a choice you just gotta keep going i think ken's undergraduate experience really helped shape him for his career because he had so much experience of trying to find a new direction trying to push through one more time trying to get up and give things another go that by the time it got to the point where he was looking for work and trying to find his own career path he had learned all that skills all that resilience that people keep talking about and it got me thinking how many people are listening to this podcast right now who have had challenges in their lives and in whether be it their personal lives or their professional lives that maybe just maybe you could turn around to your advantage i'm not saying it makes all that stuff better doesn't obviously but maybe the challenges you faced already are going to give you an advantage in the future you just don't know yet thank you for listening to this episode of graduate compass remember if there is a degree subject or specific industry you would like to be featured on any future episodes then we would love to hear from you and know what you are trying to find out our email is info at graduatecompass.ie